0: Need to hydrate, but tired of plain old water? You need rebellious infusions. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. An L-thionine for brain health. 10 organic flavors and convenient liquid packets. Just add 16 ounces and you are on your way. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code
1: 99999. Hi, it's Trent T of the sale Entrepreneur. And longtime coach, professional baseball coaching in three World Series, and I am thrilled to be with you. It is Friday, January seventh, and this is an episode that we are going to talk about the best in the world. I do not have an interview for you today, which is good because I wanted to share something with you that the best in the world do, and most people do not. And that is so critical. And as we get through this day, we're always talking about the new year. It's about resolutions. It's about new goals. It's about maybe making some changes in the way we do things. That's awesome. I love that. I'm always reminded that excellence is a habit, right? That famous quote that says, hey, listen, we continue to do these things. We find consistency in them. Therefore, excellence is a habit. When we get in there, do this really well, do it again and again and again, creating solid routines and growth and development for us. We see great gains, and they're very incremental, right? But I'm often telling people that come to me and say, oh, you know, I'd really like to make some gains in my life. I'd like to change my current reality to my future reality. And that's awesome for me. I love that. Like, let's, let's do that. Let's do that together. That's a lot of fun for me. I really enjoy seeing people do that. But when I see people, um, when we talk about like weight reduction, that's a good example of routines every day that will make a difference for you. And eating better, gallon of water, working out, doing all these things that assist in that reduction. And so I'm reminded of, as we've watched this stock market over the last couple of years have just been up, up, it just keeps rising and rising. If someone called me and said, hey, Trent, we could buy these shares of this stock for $100 a share, and we're going to buy you know, thousands of shares of this stock, and we're all excited about it, and we are guaranteed to get $1 per week. That this company is going to just slowly progress. Actually, that's relatively quick, but they are going to be consistent, and they are consistently going to gain $1 share price per week. At the end of the year, yielding $152 a share price or an increase of 52% of our original value. That would be massive growth, massive gain. Who would not sign on for something like that? We all would. So as we think through that, okay, so how are we going to do that and do it well? I, mean, I think this is very important as we drive through this is we need to look at how do we do something very well every day. Okay. So the best in the world have very high quality routines. They are very strong in what they bring each and every day to what they're planning for their day. And that's really important. So. They are starting their day with a plan. That is probably the most important thing of what the best in the world do. One percenters who are absolutely doers, they are doers of this world. They have a plan on what they need to focus on. So let's talk about that. There's routines around that. And the first thing that starts with that routine is rest. Rest is so important. We got to be ready to go, ready for the challenges of what's next the next day. So when we start our routines, one of the first thing we start with is the night before. That becomes so important because putting your body to bed and being disciplined about that becomes very important because then you have the rest. We're always looking for at least seven hours. The best in the world often get eight plus hours They get rest because we know as the best in the world, our body regenerates, it recharges as we rest and sleep. So that's so important. We want to count on our body. We want to take care of ourselves. We look after ourselves first, and then we can lead because we are in a great position to do that healthy and well. So it starts with that night, night before and getting rest. That morning, I'm not a huge proponent of whatever routine you want. I know a lot of people get up and they get up early before everybody else. They really lay out their day. They do exercise. They do meditation, prayer, reading. Awesome. Do that. That's great. I love that. But you have to find out what works for you. I also was in professional baseball for many, many years where we didn't start till two or three o'clock in the afternoon. and often worked till 1130 at night because what most people don't know is that Athletes in pro sports often show up five to six hours before the game starting to prepare exercise, warm uh, stretching treatment, early work with coaches, this and that. And then they do video strategic review. Then we get ready for game prep meal often inside that meal plan is inside that. And then game and whatever happens inside that time. And then post game. That may mean treatment, workouts, study of any film, reviews, coaching reviews, coaching one on ones, anything to that effect can be a part of a player's or person's routine in whatever they're trying to do to accomplish things. So there's a bunch of things that can go into a routine. So when you look at that, what, what do some of the things that I need to include in my routine? First of all, we need to mix this routine bowl with a lot of discipline. That's going to be really important because if we don't have that discipline to follow it, your daily routine is not going to be strong. It's it's not going to have merit. It's going to be unfocused. It's going to have gaps and things that you really want to do and accomplish so that becomes really important. So we're going to need some of those things. So we prioritize first our tasks, which is what are the three to five most important things that I do that will have the maximum impact on my team, my organization today. And those are equated right to our goals. We know what our current reality is and we know what we want our future reality to be up here. Right. And there's gap in between those two. So each one of these days is going to fill in each day and it's going to keep going. And this may be 365 days. It may be, seven hundred and thirty days I mean this could take some time to reach our big future reality and it may be 30 days and that's where our future reality is going to be but each day has to count towards that and so when I we review what our goals and our future reality that we desire is that shapes where my priorities are today with what I have to do to accomplish and keep moving things along that line. Those incremental gains can be brought into 30 days to two weeks. We coach a lot of different people, even people that just do weekly and focus on what do I need to move this needle from here in this week to here next week. Yeah, you didn't see a lot of movement, right? Like it's one week of 52 weeks in a year. So there's going to be 52 of those weeks. So there isn't all this massive gap movement in seven days. But we are moving the needle, the needle is coming up, it's coming up slowly, and we want to bring that thing up ever so slightly each month, just keep driving it, we just keep moving along, very small incremental gains, and we just keep coming up, and we just keep coming up with it, and that's how it's going to be done. So when we look at that, these three or five most impactful things that we're going to do every day, that becomes the focus of our day and how we're going to set that day, and so. If there is a one to five on that, we've gone through this. If you've seen this on our Leadershipity YouTube channel, you can find out a little bit about how we do that uh, daily planning. But you are going to want to focus one through five. You start with number one, that gets done first. Then you go on to number two, then to number three, then to number four. And until one, two, and three or four are accomplished, you don't even talk about number five because it's not on the radar. Now, Is there ever change in that trend? Yeah, sure. One of the examples of how that would change would be is if you are planning to your most important thing is a two o'clock appointment with a client. It's already structured, scheduled, it's been on the calendar a while, but it's very important. Great. That then you can start at number two in the morning because you know, number one is already accomplishing. It's going to happen got it arranged. It's all set. So that would be like a, a little asterisk next to when I wouldn't start with number one, or, you know, I've accomplished number one, number two is two o'clock this afternoon. Hey, it's only 9am. I'm moving on to number three because number two is scheduled. So that's a key point. So that's first the focus. Um, The second thing we have to do is recognize that there's balance right in our day. I know many just world beaters and what we have uh a doctorate in GSD, get stuff done, right? They they get out there and they just get stuff done. And so they take their list and they're like one through five and boom, 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 boom. I'm knocking these things out. I'm up at 5 a.m. Because at 11 a.m., I'm going to be done with my five and I'm taking my daughter to lunch. Whoa, wait a minute. No, there's all this work. A lot of people are going to still be working. In this. No, you've already created the five most impactful things. If you set up your day to do your work between 6 a.m. to 11 a.m., and you can accomplish your five major tasks and your contributions of where you're sitting. I see people leave the office all the time. They're going to go on to other balanced part of their life of productivity, right? And that's one of those huge itties We want productivity, right? So critical for us. So once it's settled, what are those other things we want to have focus and balance in our life? I'm leaving... My top five list of work. Now I'm moving to my next items that are important to me of balance. My exercise, my health. I'm done at 11 o'clock. I take off 11 to 1 o'clock to go exercise. Awesome. Do that. Some people do that at 5 to 7 a.m. They do all their exercise routines. Get that out of the way. Some people like to do it after work. Immediately leaving at 4 o'clock. Hey, it's gym time till 6 p.m. and then I'm gonna eat. You know, like you've got to have a routine, and, you're, and there's no wrong or right way. There are some definitely benefits to your body on times of day that you do work out, but you also have to do something that works for you that you can maintain and be consistent with. And while most people will tell you physiologically, your body is at peak energy at about four o'clock in the afternoon people are like, Oh, I want to go work at four o'clock. My body feels ready. That's awesome. For people in my life, I have five children. I have a lot of different things going on. That time is not likely to work given my world and the schedule that I have I will have to get up in the morning to accomplish my work of taking care of Trent's health. And that's a huge part of my balance. That is a massive swim lane. And so as we talk about these swim lanes, work, Health, family, personal relationship, financial—you know, whatever you want your lanes to be. Great, have great. I love that. You know, it's gonna balance across the way. But each day has to have some attention on each one of those lanes and how we're gonna do that. Where it's gonna be time and scheduled. We have to set that up. Having time for upskill and progression is very important. Learning, reading, and a lot of people do that with the Bible. They do that with faith, faith faith-based things. They do that with. Personal development. They may do that with you know nonfiction biographies of great leaders, of people they want to emulate, that they respect. Awesome. Great stories are out there. There is just a world of knowledge that is available to you and it's all free at your public library. Get a card and go get the go get the podcast, go get the books, go get the online books, the Kindles. I mean Whatever you do to, to upskill, make it part of your balance for sure. You know, I think the other side of this is that when you really look at the top producers, they have a pretty rigid schedule. But what the best in the world do is they leave room. They leave room knowing that this is not a perfect world. I am not perfect. The team around me is not going to be perfect. And we're going to have to make some adjustments along the way. And be ready with adaptability. One of those big itties right now, adaptability, being ready. Let's talk a little bit about adaptability because for a moment, that's taken a hot priority for people. Things are changing fast in the market, respectfully. Okay. And we're asking people sometimes to adapt. Not always easy. People don't love change. I get that. We certainly like certain changes in our life. So it's not like we're unaccustomed to it. Life changes pretty fast. I've never had someone in my organization say, no, no, no. I want the iPhone six, not the 13 upgraded pro with the new camera and the bells and whistles. Like that seems like a pretty good change for most people. So from that side of things, people are open to change. And as an athlete, like I want to adapt and change to the best technology that can help me win. You'll see people in swimming, they change their bathing suits, they change different things that they may do, shave their hair, anything that they can do and adapt to give them an edge, they're going to do it. They like that change because it can improve their performance. And so when we're looking for that, usually, typically, that is what we're going for. We are going for change because we believe it'll increase our productivity. It'll increase our bottom line. It'll increase job stability. It'll increase our learnings. Our efficiencies, whatever you want to call it, leadership is looking for change to be better. I rarely have heard leaders are like, oh, you know what, we need to make some changes because we're doing way too well. And I think we just need to tone it down and get a lot worse. That's what we really need to do. We are way too productive. You know, this is not good for us. I don't hear that. So, why are people making change? So, in our hearts, we need to have a little faith in people, we need to have a little faith in our organizations that. This is, in fact, is being made to benefit me because if this change happens and we continue to increase our productivity, there's job security and productivity. There's job security because you are wanted by more clients. You are into more business. You are expanding services. You have upskilling to other ideas and giving your resume and more ability for you to do things. So I think it's in the end, it does serve you. It doesn't feel always like that. Right when you get into it, right? It just doesn't always feel like, oh, this is great for me. But in the end, I would say, oftentimes, usually ninety percent, this is going to benefit you in the long run to adapting and being better. Part of adaptability is that if we don't, if we don't give our team members, if we don't give those people around us a chance to to understand strategy, the skills, what's required to change, too, that doesn't serve very well either because i see a lot of organizations who say well let's do some adaptability let's use the example of a game if i have if i'm coaching an eighth grade basketball team and i say okay uh team we're, we're really struggling in the man-to-man defense so we're going into a 2-3 zone because what's a 2-3 zone uh we've never practiced a 2-3 zone what's a zone oh wait a minute you haven't been taught that you don't have any experience with that like all, all of a sudden I have failed my team in giving them the skills that I'm asking to adapt to. So that's going to be a pretty critical component for organizations who want adaptability, but they always haven't upskilled their team members for the, the absolute requirements or skill sets that we're going to need to adapt to. And that's going to be very important. Sometimes we have to do that on our own, right? The best players in the world learn all sorts of different skills. So if I'm ever asked to do this, I can do it. In baseball, that was very important. You know, sometimes you're going to be asked to steal a base. Sometimes you're going to be asked to throw through the cutoff man and get that final out at home. You're going to be asked to shift the infield and play short right center field. And these things happen all the time. And so players who recognize I'm going to have to be, have some adaptability around certain things they're going to ask me to do, bunt, hit and run. I have to go work on those skills so that when I'm asked to do it, I'm prepared and know how to do it. And I think that's where a disconnect happens. I think we get this little, hey, let's adapt. Great. Okay, let's adapt to these skills, though. And, oh, we don't have those skills. That's going to create an issue. And it's going to create a gap. So very important for us as, as leaders. And as we work to our adaptability in our system about getting that upscale. So your upscale time becomes that very important lane. As you work through your day and balance it, I mean, it is going to have to be thoughtful about when you get food, what you'll wear, what you need to adapt to, what, what's about to happen for the day. So confidence comes from preps and reps. That's very important. We're, we're prepared about what's about to happen. And then repetition, we've done this again and again. Adaptability comes very easy for me when they ask me to bunt because I've done that and again and again. So i was like, oh, try to, hey, game's getting close. Adaptability, we need you to bunt a runner over. We need to bunt a hit for a hit. Oh, I do that all the time. That's not hard adaptability for me. Now, for my teammate who hits 30 home runs a year, who's not asked to bunt very often, that is a much tougher ask of that person to say, hey, listen, now we're in a very situa- a unique situation. We really need you to bunt right now. Like, I haven't been asked to do that in five years and I haven't worked on that in two. So not exactly prepared for the adaptability that our staff and the strategic plan is calling. So that's going to be a critical element. The last thing I'm going to mention about all this balance, right, is that each lane has its place. And some lanes may be wider. They may have more and probably in our lives we look at work as a pretty wide lane. That takes up a lot of life for us as adults. We're gonna to go to work, we're gonna do a job, we're gonna have a role. And there's probably one role, whatever that role is for you, you probably have one central role in your family, in your workplace, in, in this life that probably centers a great deal as a primary in your life. So if if work is in the middle of the this pool, and we have this big wide swim lane that's maybe let's say two or three wide. That takes up a lot of space, and that's work lane. that's gets a priority. It's right down the middle of the pool. Fine. On these outsides of the lanes, we have family, family relationship dynamics. We spend a lot of time, probably equally amount, with our families as we do work. Think about where you're at. You're at home, you sleep, where are people at? There's a lot of hours in, in communicating with your family members. There's your personal relationship, there's your financial, and that may be, even a lane that you need to look at. It may not be a wide lane, but it's a lane you have to consider. Now, this is what I will tell you that the best in the world are very good. at. They're very good at taking care of each lane. And what I see in people is that they tend to many people who want to get up to that top 3%. They want to keep going to that top level edge. They don't take care of certain lanes. They let those go. Right. And we've seen it with friends. They, they, All of a sudden, like, oh, my personal relationship. Oh, like, hey, he or she can wait. You know, like, I've got these other things, and they're taking higher priority right now. I'm going to get there. We are going to go do something soon. And maybe not right now in January, because I've got my head focused, head down, really focused on this. And maybe at Easter or spring break, ah, that didn't work out. Maybe maybe summertime we'll go do something just you and I. And it's, it's all of a sudden we're pushing this lane out. And what's happening in that lane? Okay, what's happening in that lane is you're not taking care of that lane, right? So what happens in a pool when we don't take care of it, right? It starts turning green, algae grows. it's, It's not getting any of our attention. It's not getting any care. So you can imagine when you look at a pool that if this one lane of the pool was never cared for and it starts looking bad, like everything else, like, hey, yeah, I go in there and I scrub that pretty regularly. So this other lane, I don't do so much, but I do get in there once a week or so and do a little... You know, taking care of that, but not every day. So that's just kind of yellow. But that one lane I've just totally neglected is green, algaes forming, right? What happens at the whole pool? Do you think the rest of the lanes are all pristine, clear blue water because you're spending all the time? No. Like the rest of the pool is being affected by these two lanes that are just not getting proper attention and treatment and focus. So all of a sudden things are going well for us. Like I I don't understand. And so I'm working really hard in these areas over here. And now I've really got to work hard because I'm trying to keep it up because I just feel like everything else is affecting it. That's because everything else is affecting it. It is happening that way. So we just need to be aware that that's happening in our lives all the time. And we've got this in our lives and it's around us. And we're called so the best in the world pay attention to all of it. And they have discipline around. They also, lastly, I'm going to finish with this. What's very clear is that the best in the world understand cause and effect. I haven't done the work and I'm not disciplined each and every day. Then I'm not going to get the result. I really want. I haven't balanced this out. I haven't prioritized where I haven't prioritized people who need me to support where I need to lend my support where I need to be. So when I don't do that, like there is a effect to that, right? we're back to right reap what we sow, which is, hey, I'm not really gonna tend the fields. I'm not gonna take care of this, but boy, I, I sure want a big crap when fall comes. Like, well, wait a minute, how's that gonna work? It's not. Cause and effect is very real and the best in the world understand it very well. And you will see, and athletes are a good example of this, you will see when they are out of sorts, when the prep and reps are failing and they do not feel prepared and they have not spent the time and the repetitions needed, and then all of a sudden they're being asked to do things and they are failing. And what's happening is confidence is just leaving the bot. It's just leaving. And you can see it and it's palpable and it happens in all of us. It, it will happen everywhere we go because this balance, this discipline, this day to day grind of discipline and doing it best is what the best in the world know how to do and do really well. And if you are a hyper learner and learn each and every time and have great self-awareness, you are going to get better at your routine every day. And as you get better, you're going to get more confident, right? You're going to get better prepared. You're going to continue to, Hey, I've done these repetitions. I know what's coming. And probably the most important part of this is that as you get better, More opportunity comes and efficiencies come, leaving you actually more room, more room for the unexpected, more room for other relationships in your life, more room for a slight change in the environment. And it doesn't throw you off into whack. It doesn't kill your day. It doesn't take your confidence and leave it because you weren't prepared for it. I mean, all this gives you space, gives you, it really leaves you room for better relation, for more pointed delegation with your team members, for more pointed coaching to help other people come along the way, to get them better, more pointed time for mentoring, more pointed time for modeling, more pointed time for that special someone who really needs you in their time of need and needs your support. So that is going to be really critical and evident in the best in the world and their daily routines. And uh, if you know someone who you consider to be the best in the world at something, at your work, at your organization, someone that you know that's close to you, a family member, talk to them a little bit about how they set up their day, how they become great achievers just working at this every day with a discipline and focus and understanding cause and effect. As always, thank you for joining us on the Winners Find Way Show. I am Trent Clark. CEO of Leadershipity. You can find me at Trent at Leadershipity.com, www.Leadershipity.com, all the major networks at Trent M. Clark or Leadershipity. And we are happy always to hear from you. Join us every Friday at 1230 on the Winners Find a Way show. Looking forward to a couple of great interviews coming up in January. Super excited about some real just all-star one percenters. And then, of course, also on Ask Me Anything, you can send an email with the tag of the subject line, a-M-A, Ask Me Anything, and put your question in. We submit, we choose three questions every week, and we go over that on Friday's Catch our Show every Friday, 2 o'clock. So hope you'll join us today. A-M-A, Ask Me Anything, 2 o'clock today, Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. And we'll see you next time on the Winner's Find A Way Show.
0: Rebellious Infusions are organic flavored water enhancers. Rebellious provides clean, focused energy in liquid packets. Just tear the corner of the packet and pour 16 ounces of water. Rebellious Infusions have no sugar, no calories, and up to 300 milligrams of antioxidants and loads of L thionine for brain health. Rethink your drink at DrinkRebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Do you want to be our next guest? Or do you have inspiring stories to share? Or do you love to inspire, support, and empower thought leaders? Feel free to send Trent a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Leadershipity.